Hey, architecture firm owners and emerging leaders, get ready for unparalleled insight into the development of a world-class architecture firm and a worldwide organization driving the digital transformation of the design and construction industry with Build Smart, the podcast that's changing how our profession operates. We share the incredible stories behind innovation in the building industry with my friend and co-host, Patrick McLaney, FAIA, former CEO of the international architecture firm, HOK. You know, Yamasaki's office or firm lasted during his lifetime. And when he passed away, I think that was the end of the Yamasaki office. Helmut did not want that. He wanted a firm that would live out and grow beyond the founders. In season one, discover the untold stories behind HOK's meteoric rise, from 150 employees in St. Louis to a powerhouse with over 1,900 staff members and 27 offices worldwide. You know, they weren't as polite as the Kojima people. That was just boom. And anytime you have a creditor, whether it's Kojima or the bank, that wants their money, unless you can raise money someplace else, you are out of business. Bankrupt. Bankrupt. And hold on tight for season two, where Patrick takes us on a new adventure as chairman of Building Smart International, shaping the future of digital transformation in the design, construction, and operation of built assets. Ian Howell, Ken Harold, and I, Ken was my technical representative from HOK. The three of us took a tour of Europe of five cities in five days. Very busy time. Simply follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Build Smart Now and uncover lessons that will transform you and your architecture firm. My name is Mark Arlapage, and you are listening to Entree Architect Podcast, where each week I speak with inspiring, passionate people who share their knowledge and expertise all to help you build a better business as a small firm entrepreneur architect. Brian McCartney, welcome back to Entree Architect Podcast. Thanks, Mark. It's great to be back here. This is this is number three. You're mm-hmm. you're uh, you're an old uh, friend here at Entree Architect Podcast, so it's it's yeah. great to have you back. You yeah, always. Wait, uh, when we get to five, do I get to join the five timers club? Is you that, you may uh, you may. There are anybody, a couple of five timers, so it's. Any, uh, anybody know that skit on Saturday Night Live? Oh, it's, I missed that. Sorry, <laughs> I missed I, that joke went right over my head. There's a bunch of people laughing their butts off right now, and right. there's a bunch of people going like, mm, "I'm with Mark. Don't know what you're talking about." <laughs> so let me introduce you to anybody who doesn't know who you are. Brian McCartney is chief creative strategist at Arcmark. They specialize and are dedicated to architecture, firm branding, and marketing. They've helped over 2,000 architects uh, increase their firm's visibility and influence so they can win better projects. Brian has traveled around the world and calls himself an archi-geek. He's a friend here at Entree Architect. He's a great ally, a supporter of what we're doing at the Entree Architect community. He writes regularly at the Entree Architect blog. He's been here twice before. Uh, on the podcast, episode 270, How to Build a Brand as a Small Firm Architect, and episode 316, Using LinkedIn to Build Authority as a Small Firm Architect. He's the co-moderator at the Entree Architect uh, Architects and Allies Facebook group, which is the sister group to our Entree Architect community Facebook group um, for our non-architect friends and allies. And Brian, for a little, little behind the scenes, Brian was the inspiration for Architects and Allies. And, uh, and I know he's still still petition, petitioning to get into the architecture, the Entree Architect community. I say go to architecture school, go grab your architecture license, and then we'll let you in. Can I get in as a student? <laughs> if, you, <laughs> if you go to architecture school, yes, you can do that. So. <laughs> he's active throughout the community. He's a member of the Entree Architect, Architects and Allies Mastermind Group, which was a spinoff from the community. Um, so he's active over there. Um, recently at Arcmark, Brian is the lead instructor at SEOforarchitects.com, which is our topic today. We're going to talk about content marketing and SEO for small farm architects. Um, we've shared Brian's fascinating origin story, and yes, it is fascinating. He's got a great background, great story. Go back to episode 270 or 213. You won't be disappointed. Those are two of our most popular shows, even to today. 
So go back and listen to 270 and 316. You'll hear the whole story of uh, Brian's backstory and his origin story. So go check that out. Brian, it's good to have you back. It's always good to talk to you. It's good to have you here at the podcast. What's been going on since the last time we spoke? Well, I think the last time we spoke was like late March 2020. You know, it was right at the start. Of the yeah, the whole world has, has we, changed you know, nobody, since then. Yeah, nobody knew what was going to go on. Um, I think at that time, you know, we were uh, really focused on helping firms to stay connected with their prospects and partners, and that's uh, LinkedIn was a big focus of that. Um, but what happened earlier this year, uh, LinkedIn kind of changed the rules about uh, how you can how you can connect with people and how you can market to people, and it kind of gave us a, a little bit of a pause. Uh, we knew that any social media platform, you know, they, they own your audience, uh, whether you've built up a following or not. And this experience kind of reinforced the need to have a broader strategy that wasn't susceptible to, uh, you know, singular platforms changes. Uh, we've always seen that web hi- websites, you know, are your, your kind of online hub. And it's really important to get people to your websites. And after, you know, studying all those firms you know from our past uh, discussions we've studied more than 550 architecture firm websites and one of the big issues that we saw was that 90 percent of the firms that failed our uh, kind of evaluation uh, one of the big issues was seo so that got us to thinking about how can architects use the web to get found uh you know, build their authority, uh, grow their authority, be seen as experts, be seen as the go-to uh, architects. And uh, you, that turned us to really focus on uh, content. Content on your website helps you rank well in search, helps you get found, helps you build a rapport and trust with your, uh, with your potential future clients. But one of the big drawbacks of content is that it can take time and effort to create. I'm sure you know that yourself oh, yeah. uh, because you are a content engine. Um, so we needed a, a, a simpler approach, a simpler solution. And um, we kind of looked back through our years. We, we were in Switzerland for 12 years and we had our, our first, my wife and I, our first agency started in uh, Switzerland when we were overseas. And one of the key focuses of that agency was doing video production. And we worked with a lot of people who just, you know, they were inexperienced or didn't feel comfortable in front of the camera. And so we developed this interview uh, approach of being able to kind of get people comfortable, uh, getting them into a conversational tone. And so we've adapted this approach uh, for our architecture clients to help them create content. We call that approach the expertise engine. And at its core, it's just a simple, comprehensive program to improve your SEO, help you develop great content, and then also to repurpose that content in the form of social media and other other items uh, that can help increase your traffic and reach. Let's let's talk about the basics first. Let's yeah. so just to make sure everybody understands what we're talking about. Let's explain a little bit what SEO is, what content marketing is, how is it different than social media marketing, mm-hmm. and why is all of this so important for architects that have no time? Yeah, so let me let me explain what these things are first. So SEO is it stands for search engine optimization. So this is a process of fine tuning your website to help you rank higher in search engine results. So when somebody is uh, going to Google, uh, they're searching for, you know, they're most people these days when they go to Google, they're asking questions, right? So when they're asking the right questions that your ideal future clients would ask, what we want to do is we want to have your website come up as a recommendation by Google uh, for them, right? So it's about getting found online, having your website set up in a way that it's gonna, number one, uh, help you you rank better in search engine results, but not just, you know, like it's not just for like architect near me that we're really focusing on, it's focusing on those specific things, specific questions that your ideal future clients are going to be asking about and looking for. So that's 
the basics of SEO. Content marketing, and typically when I'm talking about content marketing, I'm talking about uh, blogs or, or videos, uh, other types of media. This type of media, what we wanna do with that is we wanna attract, engage, and retain audiences uh, through sharing that kind of media. Uh, what, what, what the key factor in that is, is that uh, using this content, it allows us to uh, showcase our expertise. It allows us to build awareness about the, the things that we can do, the services that we can provide. And it helps to position you and your firm as a valued resource. It can also help you stay top of mind. Let's say you're doing email newsletter. Uh, that's a form of content marketing as well. Now, social media marketing, we're actually using the social networks, uh, LinkedIn, uh, Instagram, Facebook, whatever it may be. We're using those networks to market our firms, to extend our reach and engage with our existing and future uh, ideal future clients uh, to you know build recognition, build rapport, uh, re, you know also stay top of mind, right? And that that the goal there is also to increase uh, reach and traffic. You know, traditionally architects have really been focused on referrals and relationships. There's nothing wrong with that. We want to we want actually enhance that. We want to reinforce that, but. Um, you know, it's hard to create uh, a consistent, predictable pipeline when you're just waiting for calls. We call that hope marketing. Uh, you need a strategy uh, that not only helps you get found by your ideal future clients, but helps them and others to see you as the go-to resource. It helps to you to build relationships uh, before even meeting them. We know from research, uh, AEC buyers, 84% are looking at your website before ever calling uh, calling you. That's uh, Hinge Research did a report on that, uh, did research on that. So we saw that, you know, for us, SEO content, social media can be used to, uh, you know, to increase traffic, get found online, and build those relationships. And we also know from I'll, I, I talk about Hinge a lot because they do some fantastic. Yeah, I'm a fan of Hinge. If you yeah. don't, if you don't know Hinge, you should go search them up. There's a, there's a bunch of Hinges, but find this the Hinge marketing, yeah. Hinge marketing, uh, Hinge research. Yeah, yeah. And, and they're focused on AEC, so to make sure you're yeah. looking at the right person or the right yeah. company. Yeah, and uh, they also uh, in in some of their research, I think this was in 2019 or so, uh, they found that uh, firms with more than 40% of their leads from their, you know, getting their leads online. Uh, if they, if they were getting 40% or more of their leads online, they grew at twice the rate and were five to 13% more profitable than firms with fewer than 40% of their leads online. So what we're trying to do with SEO content and social media, is really harness the power of the internet to grow your recognition, to help you become known and be seen as that go-to resource, as that valuable resource, right? Yeah, the expertise. Yeah, you know, I, you know, we, We're talking to small firms here. We're talking yeah. to lots of sole practitioners, very small yeah. firms, micro yeah. firms maybe, you might wanna call them. Um, they don't have time, right? They don't have time sure. to do anything. And a lot of them, um, including myself, spend a lot of time on social media Right, and that a lot of that is sort of for fun, <laughs> yeah. and some of that is intentionally that that the strategy in their mind, and it's a good one, um, is to get out there and get noticed on social media. How important is it to get that content on your website, uh, either simultaneously or prior to the work that you do on social media? How important is your website uh, in developing that content? Well. As I said before, you know, one of our wake up calls was that LinkedIn changed their rules. Right. Now, this isn't the first time a social media uh, channel or platform has changed its rules. Um, those of us in the marketing industry, we remember uh, years ago, uh, Facebook did all this, uh, you know, they had all this activity of, around building up business pages, right? They launched this new feature, say, well, hey, we're going to have business pages. and small businesses can get on our platform and they can get in front of their clients and build, you know, really big, uh, followings. And so a lot of businesses did that. A lot of small businesses did that. I still know of businesses 
who are using Facebook as their primary website. Now, the problem with this is that a few years ago, um, uh, Zuckerberg came out and it was a, it was a big announcement. They have a annual, you know, conference every year and they always have a big announcement around this conference. And he said, well, you know, uh, it's been a nice free ride for all of you, but we're going to throttle back who can (laughs) see your content, right? So all those companies build up, you know, spent all this time and effort trying to get a following suddenly, uh, felt the pain of, uh, being on a social media network because they're their content was now not being shown to all of those followers. Uh, they, you know, and essentially I think now we're at less than 1% of your following will typically see the things that you post on your, uh, business page. So, uh, pretty dramatic shift. And so when we talk about why is your website important, you know, it's, it's not, you know, you can still get to audiences through social media, but where are, where are they becoming your audience? Right. Uh, and you know, you might have a following on Instagram, you might have a following on LinkedIn or, or wherever, but getting them back to your website gives you the opportunity to engage with them directly. Hopefully, you know, maybe with a call to action, hey, get our free download or join our newsletter. We have, you know, monthly uh, resources, uh, uh, articles, things like that. The goal is to get them back to the website so that we can engage with them. We can uh, hopefully earn their trust, get them on our email list and then market to them directly or just get them to the website. And if they're if they're at the right place in time, that they are looking for somebody to solve a problem for the for for them, and they see you as that problem solver. Hopefully, pick up the phone or schedule a meeting, get in touch with you, and start talking about a project. So, yeah, that's why your website's so important. Is we want to get that audience back to a place where we control the message, we control uh, the experience that they have, and uh, hopefully are able to engage with them in a way that's going to going to help uh, them become a lead. Yeah. I mean, social media is fantastic to make connections and to get uh, brand awareness, Um, but you're not building an expertise there. You're not being perceived. Well, you could be potentially be be perceived as an expertise there, but the the hard work, the deep work that that people are going to start looking at you as an expertise is done on your website. That's where you can do all of that, you know, that that blogging, that video prepping, you know, podcasting, all of those things that that can establish you as an expertise is found should be found on your website. Which uh, you mentioned it earlier, the expertise engine. I love the brand. Um, I love the just the image that comes to mind. Um, can you explain what expertise? I'm assuming that's your brand yeah. Uh, yeah. and what you're doing. So, what is that, and how does that work? So, um, you know, uh, if you've never created content, it can be really daunting. Right. And, and, you know, it's, it, it, there's all kinds of things that go through your head. Like, what do I have to say? You know, like who's going to be listening to me? Where do I start? A lot of people are, are, you know, struggle with where to start. Um, you know, I get a lot of people saying, well, you know, uh, I'm, you know, I don't consider myself an expert. So, uh, you know, how, how am I going to get recognition for that? Right. Um, you know, they, they asked questions like, you know, who's going to read it? Will they, will they even read it? You know, there's a lot of imposter syndrome that starts coming in here as well, as well as questions like, where do I publish and how do I even just, you know, start the process? So what we're trying to do with our expertise engine process is eliminate these doubts and uncertainties. Uh, I've said this many times. I'll say it again. You yeah, architects are experts uh, just by sheer fact of their education and, and in most cases their experience and know-how. So you don't have to be a quote-unquote expert to share your expertise. And so what we try to do with this process is we approach it from what we call our 3D methodology, define, design, and deliver, right? So the, the expertise engine itself is just this simple process of how do we take the expertise that you have, you know, that's usually locked up here in your brain, 
and bring that out of you so that we can share it with the world and help you get the recognition and build the reputation that you should have, right? So we start with that defining part and and typically that focuses on getting very crystal clear about who our ideal future client is. Um, You know this, Mark, uh, we talk about this a lot in marketing. You have to know who you're talking to. Who is the person we want to attract or speak to? How would we know them if we met them, right? And uh, so we create a persona that helps us understand who that person is, what they like, where they hang out, all these little details that help us kind of understand how we identify this person. In the in the uh, in the build your brand lexicon, we call it the ideal client. So a lot of a lot of our listeners will understand. Jeff Eccles Uh, talks about the ideal client every day. Yeah, I like to call it the ideal future client because I I like to have the like yeah, they're going to be my future client, right? That's who we want. Uh, Second, we have to hone in on content that will be relevant relevant to our ideal future clients. Um, We uh, so we look at. The, the second D is the design part of it. We design a content creation strategy and plan. The strategy is really about uh, kind of extracting the topics, right? And these should, should be easy things because typically they're based on the questions that you're already answering as an architect, right? Those, those and, and there's, there's three different types, which, you know, we can get into that in a bit, but um, really figuring out like, what are those questions that people are already asking you? Let's start with the with that. That's the low hanging fruit, right? And with the within the context of your services and the problems you solve, you know some other ways to think about it is you know what's really important to your ideal future client. What do what what are those questions that they ask over and over? What are some of the struggles, roadblocks, and pain points that they encounter in a typical project? And what we do is once we establish like these are the important topics, we use SEO research uh, to validate and refine those topics. So we're looking at what what keywords are are popular in search results that would help us, you know, if we talked about those relevant to these questions and so forth, would help us generate more traffic to the website, help us get found online. So that's the strategy part. The plan part is really just scheduling that out. So uh, typically on a monthly basis, we're looking at either one or two articles that we're gonna focus on and then identifying who within the firm is the subject matter expert for those topics, right? That we wanna, we wanna highlight. I have a, I have a small firm uh, in Florida. I, I think, I don't know if you've met him, uh, Baron Schimberg. He, you know, we work with him on doing this on a monthly basis. And, you know, so uh, for him, his involvement is actually fairly light. He spends maybe an hour or two with us a month and we're producing all this content. We're getting, you know, an article written. We're, we're actually doing, we do it, do it through a video process. So we get, we get video clips and audio clips of him that we can reuse. And then we also, uh, we're creating social media out of this as well. So that's the design part, strategy and plan. The third is to deliver, right? And that's where we we do that interview part that I just mentioned. We do that over Zoom to make it easy and accessible. Uh, we then turn that into, you know, typically what we find is, you know, it doesn't, the, the, a lot of people get caught up like, oh, should I be doing this every week? Should I be doing an article a week? No, you don't need to do that. What, the main thing is just consistency. We want mm-hmm. better quality than quantity. So we, we focus in on these topics. We do these interviews. We transcribe them. We turn them into text, audio, and video snippets. We use a really cool tool. Mark, if you haven't checked this out, check out Descript.com. It's freaking awesome. It will revolutionize your podcast. Yeah. Uh, Descript life. is amazing. It is amazing. <laughs> Can you just very briefly explain what Descript yeah. is just so, so people who are listening? So Descript is a, uh, so I don't know if a lot of people are familiar with tools like Otter and Rev.com and uh, these are transcription services. Uh, Descript kind of takes this uh, way, uh, it's way more than just a transcription tool. So basically what you can do is you can take audio and video content, you can upload it to Descript. It will 
first of all, automatically transcribe that for you. It's, I wouldn't that say it's 100% accurate transcriptions, but they have some cool tools to help you correct your transcriptions. So it'll, it'll find the places where it thinks there's a problem and uh, kind of point that out to you. It makes it a real big time saver. But once you have that audio file in, de in Descript, it's also an audio and video editor. So you can easily take that uh, content, you can turn it into uh, one of the things we like to do with it. They have a built-in audiogram uh, generator, so you can actually take snippets of audio, uh, create, create a cool graphic for it, and then create these really fun, interactive uh, kind of, uh, well, they're audiograms. So basically, uh, it, it, it takes the text and the audio, and it kind of turns it into a little video uh, that you can share on social media or on your website. Um, very cool feature. You can also do full-fledged uh, audio or video editing in this tool. And um, one of the features that will, uh, it kind of blows people's minds is that you can actually create your own AI voice. Um, so you can, you can train this tool to basically uh, speak in your voice. It's, I wouldn't use it for long, uh, 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 you know, long paragraphs of, of text, but like if you're going through an audio piece and you're like, oh, I wish I had said this just a little bit differently, it gives you the ability to just make small corrections uh, using your AI voice as a fill-in uh, without having to re-record something. So it's it's a pretty cool tool. Yeah, um, yeah, it, it's really amazing. I mean, it's all artificial intelligence, and you can. As you edit the transcription, it's automatically editing the audio and video, so it's clipping yeah. the things that you're deleting automatically. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like you said, you can also do it in reverse, where you add a word or two, yeah. and it will put the ad. It'll add that word into the video or audio, and it will do it, you know, through AI. I, I, I have my amazing. team, you know, so my I, I have an account, and then my team, uh, I, I give them access to the projects as we're working on them. And I, my content person, she takes the interviews we do. Uh, she goes in there. She'll uh, she'll cut out all the all the fat, you know, and uh, uh, organize everything uh, for me. Uh, restructure the the transcription. She'll take that, use it as a you know the basis for the blog post that she's going to write. Uh, but she'll also create uh, snippets for me uh, that we can use for social media and other purposes. It's just a huge time saver. Yeah, pretty amazing. But Let's take a break to thank our sponsors for their support of this episode. As architecture demand increases toward pre-pandemic levels and beyond, how are you and your architecture firm keeping up? RCAT is here to help. RCAT.com offers several free tools to help architecture and design firms like yours get work done faster. Use RCAT's powerful search engine to find the right products for your projects and download BIM, CAD, and specifications right there on the same page without needing to pay or register. It's free. RCAT.com also offers product videos, catalogs, green reports, product certification information, outline and short form specification generation, and so much more. Visit RCAT.com today. RCAT.com is your one-stop solution to help increase your productivity and get more projects done faster. That's rcat.com. A R C A T.com. FreshBooks makes it simple to send invoices, post your expenses automatically, track your time for your whole team by project, and get organized with financial reports, communication, and notifications. My favorite feature in FreshBooks is the automated invoice reminders. I think sending invoices and getting paid is one of the biggest barriers to our success as entrepreneur architects. Who has the time? But if we don't send out the invoices, we don't get paid, right? FreshBooks makes it easy to send out your invoices and get paid fast online with a click of a button. And when your client doesn't pay you on time, FreshBooks will send them a friendly email reminder through a simple system that you control. Sign up for a free 30-day unrestricted trial and get ready for the simplest way to be more productive, organized, and most importantly, get paid faster. Go to entrearchitect.com slash freshbooks. 
and enter Entree Architect in the How Did You Hear About Us section. That's entrearchitect.com slash FreshBooks. In the last few years, premium outdoor spaces have become a must-have architectural feature. And Infratech outdoor electric heating systems have become the brand of choice among leading architects. Infratech heaters provide energy-efficient ambient warmth that allows homeowners to live outdoors during cooler months. Clients love them because they can enjoy 100 more nights a year outside. Architects love them because of their unparalleled versatility. From heater capacities and colors to mounting options that can either seamlessly disappear or accentuate a space with beautiful decorative coverings. They're also the only comfort heat company to offer smart home integration and hands-free voice-activated control. For over 60 years, Infratech has made their products in the USA at competitive prices. They offer incredible design and live technical support at every stage of a job. A few years ago, I was visiting Sonoma Wine Country in California. It was during the autumn, so it was a bit cool when the sun dropped below the horizon. One evening, we joined a group of friends for dinner at one of the big wineries, and, and we ate outside on the veranda. That amazing Sonoma sun was setting behind the vineyard, so it was getting rather cool that evening, but we were very comfortable. In fact, the temperature was perfect for an outdoor meal during a cool Sonoma evening. I looked up and around to discover why that temperature was so comfortable and found, yes, you guessed it, an Infratech heater integrated with the design of the wood trellis above our table. All these years later, I know it was an Infratech heater because back at the studio, we were planning a large outdoor space for a client and outdoor heating was part of that plan. And we ended up specifying six Infratech heaters for that project. Their amazing customer support team helped us specify the right units and we had a very happy and comfortable client. Infratech is specified at the most prestigious properties around the world. Learn why and sign up for a free consultation at infratech-usa.com forward slash podcast. That's infratech-usa.com slash podcast. Please visit our platform sponsors today and thank them for supporting you, the Entree Architect community. So you were in the middle of delivery. Yeah. Yeah. But, but delivery, you know, we do that process that I just described that interview, that transcription and descript. And then, as I said, that becomes the basis for the, all the content that we're going to develop around that topic. Right. So a typical 30 to 60 minute interview will typically yield like one to two blog articles, an email newsletter, several short uh, video or audio clips or these audiograms. And typically for each article, we're generating 10 to 12 uh, or more social media posts as well. So uh, that's just briefly, that's one of the big failings I see uh, with a lot of firms when they do do blog content is they don't share it enough. And when we share it on social media, we actually schedule it out a year in advance. So we know, uh, you know, usually it's, there's more posts at the beginning when we're promoting the article, but we're still sharing it throughout the year. And we typically see a bump in um, interaction or activity. uh, uh, You know, when we've shared it a number of times, there's usually a a kind of a a spike in traffic due to that. more people see it, you know, I think it was David Ogilvy said, you got to see it something seven times before you're going to react to it or something like that. And so the more people see content, the more they, you know, they, they've, they're, you know, they might see it initially and go, oh, that looks like a great article. I wish I should, could read that. I don't have time right now, but if they see it a few more times, they might think, you know, I really need to read that and they'll come back and check it out. So, right. And then when you're, when you're sharing it to social media, you're linking them back to your website because that's the goal is to get people onto your website which builds authority right i mean google google is the ultimate curator right when when somebody's looking for an architect who provides services that you provide you want google to point to you which is the whole point of our conversation seo search engine optimization how do you get google to pay attention to you um you mentioned it earlier that that um it should. It needs to be high quality. Google, the new algorithms in Google, it's all about quality and authority, yeah. right? You have yeah. to be an expertise, and it has to be high quality. Um, 
you know, and, and content is the Google fuel, right? That, that's how you get Google to pay, pay attention to you. It's content, the high quality content. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's a great point. Uh, uh, Google has been focusing on what they call core web vitals. And um, uh, the, uh, the, the main gist of that is that when people are coming to your website, you know, it has to load fast. It has to, it has to be, you know, it has to be coming up uh, quickly. Uh, it has to be giving them a good experience. But also the other side of that is, are they staying on your website? Are they, are they spending time? Are they going to just one page and leaving? Or are they actually coming, uh, digesting content and then looking for more? You know, what is the experience that they're having on that site? And uh, Google, you know, <laughs> like it or not, Google pays attention to this kind of stuff. And uh, the more that you can get people to engage with your content, the more that they spend time on your website, the more Google's going to see your site as an authority and, and send you more opportunities to help you rank better. That's a, a great explanation of how, how to do this, right? As a small firm, as a micro firm, as a sole practitioner who doesn't have a lot of time, um, it needs to be intentional. It yep. needs to be strategic, right? Because you don't have a lot of time. So you need to say, okay, I'm not going to do that anymore and I'm going to do this now. Um, and then schedule it out. Make sure you're going to do what you're going to do. Uh, talk about, you know, define, design, deliver. That's a great formula for you. Um, what are some things that uh, architects are uh, should be doing that they're not doing uh, that could that could transfer transform their website today, uh, short term? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, what What are they doing that they're, or what are they not doing? I think number one, uh, some of the things that we've encountered is that uh, a lot of the content that our architects are creating is more what I would call, um, my friend David LaCourse uh, calls this the we problem, right? Uh, it's all about the firm. Uh, even, even the website, like the main pages and things like that, it's all about the firm. Um, architects, in my experience, are really skilled at listening to their clients and paying attention to what they want, what they like, et cetera. Um, I think taking that a step further and really thinking about like, okay, what were the questions they were asking us about? What were they, you know, what were their big concerns about? And then figuring out like, is that content that would be relevant to my ideal future clients? And should I be answering that on my website? It doesn't have to be just on your blog right? Your blog isn't the only place you can share content. You can create FAQs. You can create uh, a service page, right? Uh, or a process page that talks about the, uh, the way that you serve your clients and paying attention to what they say, not just from the design perspective, but also from the, how can I better answer their questions? How can I better serve uh, my future clients uh, with content that is going to help them not only get answers to their questions, but at the same time, see me as a valued resource, see me as somebody who can actually help them and hopefully reward me with the idea of, you know, coming to me and asking for my help with a project. I think that's a big disconnect that a lot of people have, right? We look at blogging or uh, content marketing, marketing in general, we look at it as this thing that is a, a chore or an extra thing that we'll do if if we have time for it or uh, you know if there's you know if we're not busy doing something else this stuff is you know it, it we are in a different age used to be yes we you know and you've heard me talk about this before mark used to be we could just put a shingle out and people would see that we were an architect and they would come to our door and ask us to help them with a project. Those days are over. They're long over. Uh, the litigation is has been done. Uh, you know all that. Uh, we need. We we have the opportunity to promote ourselves, to have conversations with our ideal future clients, and to uh, build rapport and trust with them. And a lot of nowadays, a lot of people are doing that online. 
They're not interacting with us first. They're going online, they're researching and educating themselves about uh, the things they need to know if they're gonna do a project, they, you know, the things that they're gonna need to know. They're getting that information up front and then they're looking for service providers. And if you're the one that is helping them to further understand this process, further understand uh, the risks and rewards of what they're getting into, the more likely they're going to come to you because they're going to see you as that person that can really, who really, number one, understands what their, what their needs are, but also has the answers for them. Yeah. I love that idea of sort of creating an FAQ library of, of the, of the 12 questions of the 20 questions that we get every time we have an interview with a client, you all have them. Every time you go to a potential client, they ask you the same question. So why not answer those questions in video and audio and in, in, in written form and put it together a, a library that when a client hits your site and they say, Hey, I have a question and there's the question and there's yeah. you on video answering that question, making a connection with that person. Um, and then that all that video and audio and written content can also be shared out on social media. Yeah. Uh, Brian, you mentioned earlier that, uh, ArcMark, you, you and your, your, your team at ArcMark can help people do things like this. Uh, you talked a little bit about how you're working with one client. Um, mm -hmm. you want to explain a little bit more about what ArcMark is and how you can help, uh, the, our audience? Yeah, so ArcMarket is basically a branding and marketing firm for architects. So our goal as a, as a firm is to help architects increase their visibility, to help them be seen as a go-to resource, a go-to architect, and also to help them uh, uh, increase or enhance uh, their relationships uh, with uh, current and uh, future uh, clients. So, uh, you know, our focus really is on this idea of, we, we call it the three R's. It's uh, recognition, reputation, and relationships. And the way we, the way we go about this is, is based on three pillars. Uh, first of all is making sure that you have a, a really good website that is helping people to understand uh, what you do, who you do it for, uh, why they should care, basically what makes you different and, uh, and helps them kind of complete the picture of, Hey, is this person qualified? Is this person, you know, do they have the experience, the talent, uh, to, to be able to, you know, serve, serve my, uh, you help me solve my problem. Right. So the website for us is always the most important thing. Even, even before that though, we have to also have clarity around, uh, your your brand messaging. We don't focus most. You know, we we do visual identity, but for us, the brand is really the perception, right? It's the perception you're trying to create. So it's really important to get clarity around the message that you want to create. Uh, have that on your website, and from there, have this kind of strategy and plan for how we're going to create content that is going to help people. Uh, number one get to you, uh, because we need to be able to, you know, just having a website doesn't solve the problem people actually, you need traffic. Uh, this is one of the things a lot of firms forget is it's like, Oh, we got this great new website, but if we don't have traffic coming to it, it doesn't really serve much of a purpose. So, uh, content, SEO, social media, that's how we're getting the traffic. And that, tr that content has to be really focused on Number one, creating a great experience for people, building your reputation, helping them see you as that valued resource. But also we structure that content in three ways. So I, I mentioned before when we talked about the expertise engine, there's kind of like three topics that we talk about. What we found is that there are uh, a lot of firms that focus on the, the we content, you know, and, it, and that really is about all those things that we normally see, you know, our latest awards, our new projects, our completed projects, our new hires, and, you know, in some cases, uh, you know, maybe a case study or a testimonial here or there. Those are great things. Uh, I'm not downplaying the need for those things, but if you really want to build your authority, if you want to get found, there are three types of content that we really like. The first is what we call FAQ answers. So these are questions 
and and I don't mean it as like a physical FAQ necessarily. It can be that, but it can also be a series of blog articles that you develop. Uh, FAQ answers are really it's it's really about answering the questions that are are asked either before the client knows they need an architect. You know, we hear this all the time. I wish clients would come to me earlier in the process. You know, I wish they wouldn't go to the real estate person or the contractor before they came to us. And so answering these kind of questions that help them understand the role of an architect and how an architect can help them, maybe help them avoid some pitfalls and, and uh, you know, uh, lead to a more successful project. Uh, these kind of questions are really important. There's also questions that they have when they already know they need an architect, but they're just starting a firm. So these, these questions, the FAQ questions are really geared or topics are really geared towards attracting those ideal clients at a critical point in their mindset where they're actually either uh, usually thinking about starting the project. The second is the insider insight. So how do you how do you build rapport with your clients online? Well, you help them understand the things that might be frustrating or unfair to them in your industry. Uh, it's just a simple fact. If you're willing to kind of pull the curtain back and expose the truth about what goes on in your industry, uh, it helps them to see you as an advocate, as a guide for them in the process. And when you're in, willing to be honest about your industry and some of the things that might trip them up along the way or some of the things they may not know uh, that they need to know, uh, you're making the case that you are trustworthy, that you are somebody who has their interests in mind first. So that's the insider insights, kind of talking honestly, openly about what really goes on uh, in the industry. The third is pain points. These are the things that go wrong on projects. They're the problems that your ideal future clients are gonna wanna avoid. So these are typically the things that lead to project delays or budget overruns or, uh, and, and they're typically also really good uh, topics for uh, good case studies or testimonial articles. Uh, Jeff Eccles, uh, uh, we know he likes to talk about a problem solution result formula. And this is exactly what we wanna see in a good case study. What was the problem or challenge that you were dealing with? What was the, the, the hiccup that you had to solve? And then what was the result that you got for the client? And these pain point uh, topics really fit really well uh, with those kind of case studies. There's obviously other ways to use them, but uh, that's a really good example. So why these topics? Well, the, the expertise, number one, is typically usually already available in your firm, right? It's either you, the architect, or, uh, or one of your associates in, in the firm. They already know these things. These are, these are questions and topics that you're dealing with all the time. So uh, they're also the precise questions and information that you're typically already answering or dealing with uh, with your current pro uh, clients. Uh, so you don't need to reinvent the wheel to talk about these things. Uh, you can use that knowledge, your experience, your talent uh, that you already have and take that and turn it into a marketing engine for your firm. All right, so arcmark.com is a website if you want to go check them out and see uh, what Brian and the team are doing over there. Before we wrap things up, Brian, uh, I want to ask, what's one thing a small firm architect can do today to build a better business for tomorrow? Well, I probably already mentioned this. I think I did, but I'll, I'll, I'll reinforce it now. Yeah, great. Um, as I said, I think architects are really great at listening to their clients, but we also need to start keeping track of those questions that they're asking, those concerns that they have, because that is really, is, those are really good sources for uh, creating content uh, that is going to help them to see us as experts, to help us build our reputation. Uh, the, more, the more we're keeping track of those questions and saying, hey, how can we answer this on our website? How can we reassure people they're in the right place? Uh, that's going to help you. Um, it's going to help you. Number one, bring more traffic to your site, but it's also going to give you a great place to start in terms of developing content, uh, improving your SEO, and also uh, sharing on social media. 
His name is Brian McCartney. The company is Arcmark, A-R-C-H-M-A-R-K, as in architecture marketing, Arcmark, uh, architecture firm, branding and marketing. That's what they do. Um, they also have a website uh, at arcmark.com, A-R-C-H-M-A-R-K.com. Um, .co. .co. Sorry. I .co. did that last time too. <laughs> right? So that will highlight it as, I, as you correct it. People are, are listening. Arcmark.co. Sorry about that. Uh, and you have a course all about SEO called yeah. SEOforarchitects.com. You want to briefly uh, explain what that's all about? Yeah, so we just wrapped up. It, it's an eight-week. It was an eight-week live course. We did our first cohort as a uh, as a live course, and we did eight weeks. Uh, it's it. I think the name's a little deceiving. I mean, it's it, we called it SEO for architects because uh, doing some research, we found that a lot of people had some interest around SEO. That's, that's good SEO for yes. SEO for architects. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> but it's a, it's a lot more than just SEO. It's not a technical SEO course. It's really about learning this exact process that I talked about, the expertise engine process, about understanding how SEO works but then also how you can game that through uh, creating content. And we actually took our students through this whole process of how do we develop these topics? How do we create that plan and strategy? Uh, you know, it all obviously started with the ideal future clients and defining that, but then working through this whole process and then also showing them how uh, they can take that content, uh, repurpose it on social media, uh, shared a lot of cool tools and all that. So SEOforarchitects.com is where you can go to find out more about the course. And uh, there's also a free webinar available. I, I don't know if it's, uh, I think it's SEOforarchitects.com slash webinar. Uh, you can check out the webinar. It explains a lot about what, you know, a lot of things that we just talked about in a little bit more detail and also gives you uh, a good uh, case study example of how this can transform your firm. I mentioned Baron Schoenberg earlier. Uh, he's had over the last year and a half or so, uh, he has, I, I mean, he's now getting projects he could never have dreamed of before. Uh, he actually called me up to say that the other day. I was <laughs> so proud to hear that. Uh, so amazed by the, um, uh, the results that he's getting. And we share a little bit about his experience and his, what we've done for him, uh, in that webinar. And then, uh, you can certainly find out more about the course. All right, we'll have links to all of that on the show notes, awesome. arcmark.co, not .com. Brian, I, uh, I want to thank you for everything you do for the profession. You are diehard, all-in architecture profession. Um, you're always there to help provide some, some clarity, some information, some expertise, uh, always there to share your knowledge freely and openly with the community so much so that you're willing to go to architecture school to get a license so you can get into the community. Uh, I, I appreciate you. I appreciate everything you're doing at ArcMark and I appreciate you for coming here today and sharing your knowledge again at Entree Architect Podcast. Well, thank you, Mark. Uh, I don't know what to say, but I, I really appreciate those kind words. And uh, uh, likewise, uh, I want to thank you too. I mean, uh, you've been a big help to me uh, just being on your platform, but also the opportunities that you've been willing to uh, kind of open up to me through Architects and Allies. Um, I know that I, I really pushed you on that, and uh, it was, uh, I'm glad I did. Uh, but uh, yeah, if, if you are an architect or, or an ally, definitely uh, join us on, uh, on the Facebook group, Architects and Allies. Um, you know, we wanna, wanna grow that group. Uh, John Jones, my co-moderator, and I have been talking about uh, some different things uh, that we want to do to kind of, uh, you know, spur some more discussion and uh, 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 develop more resources for that community. So, yep. yeah, definitely join us. Yeah, uh, we'll have a link to that as well to join that group. It's a private group, so you have to request membership. You have to be an architect or an ally of the architecture profession. Be sure so, to you answer the questions. This is the number one pet peeve of mine. People say, yeah, I want to join. And they don't answer the questions. And we can't let you in unless you answer the questions. Yeah. So. It's important with these communities. One of the reasons why these communities yeah. are so successful, both architects and allies and, and the Entree Architect community, is that it is a curated community. That it's only architects and only architects and allies. And that, that that's yeah. what brings great community, that it really becomes a bunch of people who are there to help one another 
Uh, and it's not a place where you're pitching and marketing and doing all of that stuff. You're there to help one another. Yeah. And so it's, they're great communities. Well, and yeah, we want to, I, and I know this has been a big focus for uh, the Entre Architect group. You know, it needs to be a safe place, right? And yeah. uh, so uh, I respect that about the Entre Architect community. And, but I'm glad we have our own space, safe place over at Architects and Allies too. Yeah. Thanks, Brian. Have a great day. Thank you, Mark. If you liked this episode of Entree Architect Podcast, please share a rating, write a review, and share a link to this episode with a friend. That's how Entree Architect will grow to serve thousands more architects just like you. Thank you to our sponsors, RCAT, FreshBooks, and Infratech Comfort Heaters for their support of this episode. Links to our sponsors and all the resources we discussed today are available at the show notes for this episode found at entrearchitect.com slash podcast. Entree Architect is a member of the Gable Media Podcast Network. Gable Media is curated thought leadership for an audience dedicated to building a better world. Listen and subscribe to all the shows at gablemedia.com. That's G-A-B-L media.com. And check out Entree Architect Academy membership. Ready to edit business resources, live monthly business training for architects, a supportive architect community, and simple systems. Our new business system program developed for small firm entrepreneur architects just like you. It's all waiting for you right now at Entree Architect Academy membership, including AIA continuing education learning units. Come join me and hundreds of your entrepreneur architect peers. Visit entrearchitect.com slash join to enroll today. Thank you for listening. Love, learn, and share what you know. I've mentioned it to my family, but in terms of telling people like, oh yeah, we're doing this, I'm looking for projects. You got anything? Yeah. I'm, I'm not there yet because it scares the out of me. Dreaming of launching your own architecture firm? Well, we'll buckle up for a wild ride with Emerging, the podcast that shares what it's really like to start an architecture firm. Where do we begin? We don't even know what type of business to formalize as. Is it an LLC? Is it an LLP? Like how are taxes? I mean, the list is astronomical. Season one featured founders, Jeffrey, Lexi, and Chris, owners of Level Studio Architecture, are your fearless guides on this unfiltered journey from napkin sketches to a thriving studio. One evening, stumbled into one last dive, we sat at the bar and pondered our postgraduate futures. Amidst the conversation, a napkin became the canvas for our aspirations, sketching plans and milestones, sealing our heartfelt commitment and shared dreams. In drawing down dreams on a napkin collectively, that <laughs> then, you know, in your head, you've rooted like, oh, I'm connected to these people, like long term. The process of starting an architecture practice brims with excitement and challenges, demanding meticulous planning, flawless execution, and unyielding resilience. I kind of hate the term because it's so overly used, but I think everybody knows imposter syndrome. And I think it's it's so real to this day. I, I, I don't know if it's with everybody, but with me, I'm always questioning like us, can we do this? Are we ready to do this? Are we prepared? Can we do it? Did we just decide a name? <laughs> we did it, guys. Oh my the one that God. came out of nowhere. Woo! It came out of nowhere. I liked it. I saw it. Ready to turn your aspirations into reality? Follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Emerging and chart your own path to architectural success. Calling all small firm architects. It's time to tap into your full potential with Entree Architects Context and Clarity, where inspiration meets innovation. Hey, it's Mark Arlapage, founder of Entree Architect, and I'm inviting you to join my two favorite co-hosts, Jeff Eccles and Katie Kangas, as they bring together authors, experts, and thought leaders for electric conversations with entrepreneur architects around the globe. It's not just a podcast, it's a community where dreams meet action. 
there's a simple equation there. And what for me, what that did, just doing that basic calculation was, it allowed me to compare what I had actually saved in my retirement accounts to what I thought a possible projected annual spend might be. Artists are temperamental, so beautiful design is going to be a priority. When the job is done, we're going to actually need to live in the house, not live with the person who designed it. <laughs> so for me, the, the artistic skill, the architectural skill is most important. And so I would say like that would be 60% of it, if not more. Gain insights to build a successful practice. Subscribe, engage, and let's redefine your future together. Join the Context and Clarity community, where every conversation adds to your blueprint for success.